What's good, everybody, and welcome to Body Bag Podcast. I'm Chris Thomas, and with me, as always, Broke Rider Dave. How we doing, everybody? So, I, I think that shared struggle can personally bring people together, and for the longest time, nothing brought me and Dave closer together than our mutual hatred of our re-review today of this movie, Venom. 2005 version of Venom, not the Marvel version. Yes. This is something completely different. Completely different. And for, for the longest time, anytime we had a bad movie, me and Dave would always go, well, at least it wasn't Venom. Yeah. <laughs> so now that some time has passed and now that we, I mean, we just got finished with our season of bad movies, um, it is time to put a test to that age old adage, time heals all wounds. Does it? Does, <laughs> does it really? Uh. So... We're gonna no, find I was, that out. Yeah, I was kind of excited uh, when I when when we said we were gonna do re-reviews, and then I was like, "Oh well, we have to do Venom." Have to do it, yeah. We can't not. No. And I didn't listen. I'm gonna go back and re-listen to it, but I don't want. I didn't want to listen to our review of it before we did this re-review because I, I, I wanted it to be. I, I really want to compare what we say today versus what we said then. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Though I do remember some of what we said. Yeah. Um, but um, little, little, little. Uh, oh, and uh, thank you to you too for having this for free because I did not want to pay money for it. Exactly. I'm so excited. It's still up on YouTube. Yeah. And so happy. I, I mean, the quality shit. But oh yeah. So I, I'm not gonna dock at any points in terms of technicals at the end because it was blurry because we had to watch it on YouTube. Yeah. And for background. This was originally, I don't know if it was horror D, but back in our first season, I was taking recommendations of, all right, what do you guys want us to review? And somebody had said, re-review the movie, or review the movie Venom. And we were like, all right. And then I felt bad because we both hated the movie. I was like, oh, I feel bad because the guy recommended it and he genuinely liked it. Yeah. At first, I thought he recommended it just to screw with us. Like, just trolling us. Yeah. Like, ha, ha, ha. And then when I talked to him, he was like, no, I legitimately liked that movie. He's like, oh. So uh, let's just start off with a one-sentence sum-up, I guess, real quick. Just a a briefcase full of voodoo venomous snakes gets, well, not unleashed upon the town, but infects a local mechanic, and he wreaks havoc on a town. Yes. I don't know, maybe ne- not necessarily the town, but just a group of friends, really. Right, yeah. Now, it sounds promising enough, and I remember... Thinking to myself last time, I was like, you know, I like the fact that it's set in a bayou. You can do a whole lot of cool stuff, voodoo, and and uh, you know, cro- you know, you're in the land with crocodiles and snakes and, and all yeah. sorts of creatures and stuff like that. So, <laughs> and it opens up. A woman is performing some kind of ritual out in the middle of a bayou. Uh, don't know necessarily with what, but it's some kind of voodoo incantation is happening. And I'm watching it, and I'm going, you know, maybe it wasn't as bad as I remembered. <laughs> maybe, you know, you know it, it's it's not so, so bad. I like the setting and everything again. And then I heard a voice. <laughs> and, then, and then it all came flooding back to me. Because it instantly goes from there to a diner where this blonde teenage girl is talking. And I remembered her voice the second I heard it. I was like, The oh. second you hear it, you go, oh, God, no. I was like, oh. I remember now. I remember how much I hated this chick's voice. Yeah. And the, the dialogue they give her with the terrible voice is just as bad. Yeah. This movie is an hour and about 15 minutes long. It, so. it drags, but yeah, it's relatively short. 
It feels sure. longer than it is. Yeah. And a lot of it is because now this is another this is kind of like this would have been right at home with our season of bad movies because it was just a group of teenagers. Yeah. And, you know, for an hour and 15 minute movie, they throw a lot of information at you, but you don't care about any of it. No, it's very exposition heavy. This dialogue. Yeah, it's like exposition heavy, but like cut down to where it's just exposition and you don't get any like character development from any of these people i don't think there was one natural conversation where they weren't expositing information everything seemed forced every so we we were at this diner a group of friends are sitting around talking uh you get information about how the i do you remember these people's names uh i know that megan good plays cc See, okay, Megan Good is Cece. She, uh, she is uh, the granddaughter of the voodoo priestess that dies. Yeah, she's the daughter of the voodoo priestess woman that we see in the beginning. Uh, we have a character named Sean, who is the illegitimate son of, I guess, the only Ray town- Sawyer. Ray Sawyer, the only town who, mechanic. <laughs> yeah, who be- is the guy who gets infected with everything. Yeah, yeah, later gets infected. That's what you a- do here is gonna be like. The infected one of this movie where they're like, oh my god, this guy, oh my god, which this is guy, so creepy. Which is so funny because at one point, like, everybody makes fun of Ray, which the dude looks like just kind of like more, he has like a biker kind of look. And they're like, oh my god, that guy's creepy. He's not really creepy, he's just a dude. And he's literally just buying, a, buying dinner. He's literally just stops at a diner to to buy a burger on his way back to the mechanic shop. And for a guy who's cre- who's supposedly creepy, the annoying voice chick, like it's this movie's like PG thirteen, so she yeah. in an R rated movie she would have shown her her titty, sh- shown him his t- her titties, but she just kind of like just pushes them together, like hey Ray, take a look at this. Yeah. I don't know how that supposed. I don't know why that was thrown in, but yeah, that was like okay. So you're supposed to be like the slutty one, I guess. Uh, yeah, this dude is so creepy. I'm gonna show him my rack. Yeah. And then oh. we're gonna go to the mall and steal things. Cause then we're like, gonna go to steal because that's my one character thing is that I'm. Oh, and but that's literally her line. She's like, "I stole this because I like to steal." Yes, that's so. Just in case who you... speaks like that, I steal. I'm a thief. Because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I stole this shirt from Amber Crowley Fitch because I am a thief. Yeah. Um. I mean that that comes later, but that is the dialogue essentially that they give. No, to she you. says it to him at the. At the diner. That that was a... Talk uh, about plans for the next day. Oh, then she said it yeah. twice then, because I think she said something again, like, the next, the following day. But we we, we, we see these characters, and um, Sean is, uh, you know, he, see that he feels some kind of way because he knows Ray's his dad, and he left his mom for pregnancy, and blah, blah, blah. Do you remember what Sean's friend's name was? No, but he's whining a lot, because... His girlfriend dumped him because she's going to Columbia, not LSU now. And he's really upset about it. Which, later we hear that conversation when when they're like, you broke up with me. No, you broke up with me. It's because I wanted to go to whatever university. Oh, well, I wanted you to... God. (laughs) It's like, like if you guys had this argument already, you don't need to spell it out for us. You've already had this argument, like supposedly you've had this argument, so I know you're only doing this for the audience, but we don't care. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, so the boyfriend's name is Eric. Eric. And the 
our the main lead girl's name is Eden. Eden, that's right. So we got Eden. Um, you said Eric. Eric. Eden, Eric, Sean, and Cece are our four main people. And then you have disposable side characters like the annoying voice girl, and there was like some some other dude there. Um, I think the annoying voice girl's name in this movie is Patty. All right, I don't care. <laughs> um, so exposition, exposition, exposition. Then we see the voodoo priestess lady. It, it's now all of a sudden raining. Yeah, and she's dri- we she's driving, and you see that she has this briefcase full of something, something bad. Which at this point, I'm like, all right, what are you doing with this thing? When you later find out what it was, I I don't know why she didn't just leave it out in the bayou where it was seemed to be pretty secluded. Oh, she couldn't. It was just one land, random line of expedition that you get. Mm-hmm. They're building a factory where it was buried, so she had to unbury it and take it somewhere else. You see, I didn't even hear that. You said it was just yeah. explained in one line of dialogue? Yeah. All right, well. <laughs> I, I missed yeah. it then. It's because they just throw it all at you, like just in yeah. the dialogue. Oh. So an accident happens. Eric and Eden are arguing on the on a bridge. Ray comes by. He's driving home, which I thought he already. I thought he had left like an hour ago. So I don't know why he's <laughs> happened to be on that bridge. I thought he already. Had I think left. he had a. Did he have something on his tow truck? I think he had to pick a car up or something. Uh, I guess so. I mean, that would yeah. make sense. Yeah, but Eric, he, like, chased down Eden, who was biking home, and he was driving. So Eric, being an asshole, parks his Jeep in the middle of the road. Yeah, Ray was right when when he said, dude, get your car out of the (laughs) middle of the road. So Ray tries to go around him, and then here comes Grandma with a bunch of uh, demon snakes. Yeah, we find out that demon snakes. And having swerves, and she is, like, hanging off the bridge. Yeah, the car's hanging off, like, half on, half off the bridge. Eric tries to like I'll 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 do something and then just is useless. He, he like yeah. Ray the creepy guy saves gets the grandma out. And she's like, "Can you get my suitcase?" And he's like, "What? Sure." I just let and that then, thing fall. And as soon as he got in the car with the suitcase, the car falls over the bridge, and Ray is now supposedly dead. Now at this point, I was kind of saying to myself, you know, I really and it becomes apparent a lot later. I kind of wish Ray was our main character. You only get like two scenes of normal Ray, but I liked him more than the other people. Yeah, he seems like the most bearable one, even though he abandoned his kid. And he's the most useful. He he actually he saved Eric from falling down off the bridge and saved the woman who yeah. died anyway. But the dude's a hero. Yeah, but as the cars go in the water, you see, you see all the snakes come out and start attacking Ray. Mm-hmm. And down goes the truck or the car yeah. into the water. Fade in, fade out. Police arrive, and I forgot that old Sokobo himself, uh, Method Man, was in this. Right, like the fact that Method Man and Megan Good are both in this movie, but it's mm-hmm. complete trash. What the hell? I, and he plays a deputy, which was very yeah. weird. Right? <laughs> it's just weird. Not that he can't play whatever he wants, but it's just so weird to see Method Man as a deputy. <laughs> that the Ray's body basically gets, you know, dragged out of the water, and the briefcase is is found, but it's empty. And uh, apparently, the the chief, the sheriff, is the only one who kind of is like, "Oh man, this is some old Creole stuff. This is like old right. voodoo magic stuff." <laughs> 
which I, oh, that's also a thing at this point that I was like, you know, I just can't help but notice the absence of an accent anywhere in this whole movie. Yeah, where where's the Krill accent at? Give me a Cajun accent. Everybody sounds like they're from the Valley. Right. Everybody sounds like they're from L.A., but... From Simi Valley. Yeah. Not, you know, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm not saying everybody needs to speak with a thick Creole accent, but one would be nice. Or uh, You would think they're deep in the bayou, not even near New Orleans, Baton Rouge, they're in the bayou. And they're all talking like about, oh, man, this is some Creole and voodoo stuff. And yeah. Like, really? Because you guys don't sound like you're from around here. You guys sound like tourists. For, uh, <laughs> right. Um. So... Now we go to the morgue. I don't know why in movies the morgue is always dimly lit. <laughs> and like you can hardly see anything in morgues and horror movies. Or most of them. There's been one or two yeah. like an Autopsy of Jane Doe where it's actually lit well. Yeah. And uh, the morgue attendant is kind of he's checking on the body a little bit and then he's on the phone. He's getting ready to go. He's like, I just got to do this real quick and then I'll be, you know, get to go to come home. Uh, and he never gone. makes it home. Yeah. Which they had a opportunity to make a really interesting shot when they had uh, that blurry glass and behind it you it would have been where the body was. I thought yeah. that you would have you were gonna like see the body kind of like slowly rise up behind like the blurry glass, so you only kind of see a vague blurry image of it. But it was like they didn't do anything really with it. Yeah, that would have been nice. That'd have been that'd have been a little creepy, and. It's just been a quiet, and you know me, I'm all for like quiet scenes where stuff is like going on in the background that like a character doesn't really notice. Yeah. Um, but the morgue assistant gets it. He's done. He's done. And Ray is now on the loose. Um, Infected Ray. And then it goes to the next day. Yes. It goes to the next day. Uh, where we see. Where Eric know. is talking to Sean, who's supposed to be his best friend. <laughs> and he's like, hey, man. Hey, man, why aren't you upset? Your dad died last night. You should be upset. Which, if, he's your, you best, upset? if he's your best friend, you should know why he wouldn't be upset. Right. right. It's just it's just all of this forced, like, soap opera drama, which, like, they just shove in there. And I was like, I don't care. Because uh, Sean has nothing but just bad things. He's like, he left my mom for, for, and, yeah. and left her pregnant and, and got her drunk and then left me and her to fend for us. I was like, God, I don't care. I don't care. See, I think it would have been more interesting if they kind of used that to, like, swear us, like, towards the end. Mm-hmm. Realize Eden isn't the main character. It's actually Sean. Oh, and yeah. And it's a relationship between father and son that kind of... Which would make the most sense. Solves everything, be- yeah. Because they make a big deal later about how his blood you know, can harm him. Yeah. Which, yeah, so... Or they use, uh, yeah, Sean's blood to make a voodoo doll. Yeah, so I'm like, you know... Which I, is the only reason that they made him bothering someone like The only that's reason. That's so wasted and dumb now. And if you're going to do that anyway, he should be your main character, not... Because he has a lot more going on in his life than Eden, whose biggest thing is that she's going to a different university and that she yeah. broke up with her boyfriend. That, that you have that versus my dad left me and my mom uh, when I was born. He's dead now trying to save my best friend, and now he's on the loose. That's way more interesting than anything that she's got going on. Yeah, because when it comes to the final girls, like, Eden is, like, bottom, bottom barrel of, like, final girls. Bottom of the barrel, final girl, which she is a final girl. Like, um, Jason takes Manhattan's final girl. Mm-hmm. Has more personality than this girl. Has more 
ha- has more of, a, and it actually kind of centers around her most of the time. With her, with this one, is like, yeah, we're following her, but I don't really know anything about her. Yeah. Other than she broke up with her boyfriend and she's going to a different university. And the fact that there's two other people in our friend group who are better suited to be our main character. So you have Sean, mm-hmm. and then you also have Cece, the yeah, granddaughter. Cece. Who actually knows how to do some voodoo magic. Which, you know, later on when we find out that she knows how to do some voodoo magic, these are all supposed to be, like, best friends, but they don't hardly know anything about each other. Like, you would think that if you're one of your friends was, like, sim- she's you find out that she knows how to do stuff with, like, dolls and all sorts of stuff. It's like, surely you would have known that if you were friends with her. Yeah, they, they, they all say they're friends, but they, they don't seem like it. They don't know shit about each other. No, they don't. But you could develop that in an hour and 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. They just chose not to. Yes, you could have shown a lot of this instead of telling. Yeah. Uh, but it is the next day after Ray is now on the loose. Uh, Sean, or yeah, Sean is trying, Is he's he's just in his pissy mood and Eric is trying to comfort him. Yeah, Sean's angry at the world. Which Sean, yeah. Makes that, sense. Yes, but that is his only character. <laughs> he's just yeah. bitter. His is the only character that makes sense in this movie. Mm-hmm. Then we get reintroduced to annoying voice chick girl again. They're back at the diner again. And I think that's when she said again about how she steals clothes. Yeah. And, and they're going to go to the mall to steal clothes. And they're going to go because that's all they do is they just chill out at the diner and steal clothes at the mall. And, and, and flash creepy mechanics. Evidently. On the way, speaking of creepy mechanics, on the way to the mall... They decide, well, why don't we stop over at the dead guy's mechanic shop so we can get some free air for the tires? Yeah. Which you would think that that would have been like, if, if you're, at this point, the body is gone. And at this point, uh, Method Man had also been killed. He went to go tow, yeah. he, he rode the tow truck that was raised to the shop, I believe. Yeah. And so now we have a dead morgue assistant and Method Man who died because Ray went to the mechanic shop. You would think that at this point, the mechanic shop would have been... Surrounded, like, people searching there. Surrounded, like, taped off by police. There's two more dead bodies, and the prime suspect is on the loose. You would think that his shop would be prime location number one. Yeah, because whose body's missing? Ray, so... Well, that's weird. Let's go check it out. Oh, the deputy drove his truck to the shop? The truck's at the shop. Let's see what that'll happen to the deputy. No, they didn't do anything. Because I think there's only two officers in this town, and Method Man was one of them. Evidently, yeah. Because I don't think you see the other officer. No, you see him one time when when they exhume Ray's body from the water, and then that's it. He's gone. He's gone fishing. He's done for the weekend. He's done. Yeah, it's it's Friday. He's He had plans. Yeah. Uh, annoying chick girl. I, just, I couldn't stand her voice, man. <laughs> like, every time she kept talking. Uh, and, and then she decides to go inside and rob Ray. Mm-hmm. As Literally just takes money out of a dead man's cash register. Right out of the dead man's register. Uh, because remember, she's a thief. She's a thief. Her friend gets it. I don't even remember her friend's name. Tammy, Tammy Sue, something like that. I, I she gets it. And and then annoying chick girl uh, finds her body. Ray comes out of the corner, incapacitates her, and... Then I remembered it was PG-13. They set up for a couple of kills that would have been a really cool kill, but yeah. they have to PG-13 it down so you don't see anything. Because I think he had, a, like, a 
was it a pr- uh, air pressure thing? Yeah. Or, or pressure, uh, some kind of pressurized air or pressurized water that can like cut metal pretty much. Yeah. And, like a pressure watch washer. Yeah. Yeah. And you just see her screaming and you just see it go like right into the camera. And what would have been a cool shot in an R rated movie just turns into a death off screen. They, yeah. they, they 2019 black Christmas turned to death by <laughs> doing it off screen. This movie would have been slightly better if it was rated R. Cause they set it up, they set up a couple of things that would have been nice. Yeah. Um, and again, coupled with the setting. And you do get some gore later, which I don't get. If you're gonna do it, yeah, you get gore, but after the de- after the death is done. No, you get a girl rammed into a tree. Oh, and you do get, uh, yeah. So it's weird that they would that they would do it sometimes, but not like yeah. that's that's very weird. Because you're you're right. Because at the end, even with Ray, they they do stuff, but so I don't know why you wouldn't just go all out. Yeah. So after this, they realize Ray's possessed, so they all go to Cece's grandma's house. Oh well, no. Uh, uh, before they go to Cece's grandma's house, Sean goes to his uh, Ray's garage. Okay, yeah, yeah, because uh, he's drinking. He's drinking. Eden and her other random friend, who's just there, can they go to Cece's grandma's house? Yes, they go to Cece's grandma's. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Eric and Sean, uh, they had all been over at a uh, lake at one point. Drinking and uh, yeah. drinking, and then uh, Sean like left in a huff because he's still angry, and, and he went to go drive off, and uh, Eric went to go after him. They ended up over at Ray's uh, garage, which that was after Annoying Chick Girl got off, yeah. and he's just <laughs> what? What did I write down? I said so. Now we're at the uh, garage again, and Sean is angry and. He's talking about his past with his dad, and I still don't care. <laughs> I care about as much as Sean cares that the shops hit. Yeah, he said they're like, uh, like, look at me, I'm gonna, this is all I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a gas station attendant, that's all I'm gonna ever amount to. I was like, at what point was this part of the story? Like, people, like, that he, now he's having, like, an identity crisis of all I'm ever going to be is a mechanic. <laughs> like, at what point I'll was- be a Ray, yeah. I was like, at what point was this part of your story? I thought, like, okay, dude. Uh, but they, that, that was a small scene, and then now we're back at Cece's grandma's house. Covered in a bunch of voodoo stuff. She is, uh... So Ray can't go inside. Ray can't go inside. Um, at, th- at this point, oh, at this point, when we're in Cece's house, they, they originally showed up to, I believe, console her because her grandma just died. Yeah. And they see all this voodoo stuff inside, and... Cece gives some backstory about this venomous snake stuff. Uh, she said, Grandma used to collect souls of, like, sadists and murderers. I'm like, but why? <laughs> like, uh, why? Why'd she do that for? Right. Don't really explain why she takes her souls out before these people pass. <laughs> yeah, cause she, and, and why she has to put them into snakes. Yeah. She's like, Grandma collected souls, sadists, murderers, evil men. And I'm just like, why? Why, <laughs> why, why are they do- doing this? Why, why are she doing And why would it be snakes? And why would she... And why hold- do you call it milking them? Yeah, why did you call it milking them? And why are you holding on to them for? Why, why did your grandma hold on to... So, is it that initially she would milk them? It just sounds weird. And did she have... She had the snake briefcase, and I guess she buried it out into the bayou, but then she had to dig it back up? 
Yeah, because a factory is going to get built up where she buried all the snakes. I can't help but think that there was a better way to go about this. Like, don't do it on a rainy night. Maybe do it during the day. Uh, don't go alone. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, There's a lot of things, yeah. Not in the middle of the night during a rainy day or, rain, or in the middle of a rainy night. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, it was, plus, I, I thought I, I'd, I'd, have, I'd have put it in a cement block or something and tossed that shit into the ocean. Right. But then we wouldn't have a story, I guess. Yeah. So Ray can't go into the house. He's tracked him down, and he can't get in. The house is, as she says, blessed. But apparently, yeah. also, she doesn't believe in having a telephone. And yeah. <laughs> now, this is also this movie came out what two thousand five. Yeah. And none of the teenagers had cell phones. Um, I know they said, well, do you think I'd get a reception out here? But I was like, yeah, but... Well, I mean, I don't know how... I mean, I know how it would be now. Everybody would have their phone on them 24-7. But, so, I don't know. I'm trying to remember. Maybe maybe cell phones weren't as big back then. Uh, 2005. I, what, what a, lot of flip, a lot of flip phones started coming out then. Flip phones. I think it was, like, before the flip phones started coming out. Mm-hmm. I think that was like around the time of like the next cells with a big one, All right, where well. you like have the little boop boop thing. Okay. Oh, uh, whatever. Yeah, so they don't have yeah. any. They don't have any cell phones, and conveniently, Grandma never believed in telephones either. Yeah. So Ray starts destroying the house to get him to come out, basically. And he and uh, now everybody at this point, everybody is in here. Uh, yeah. He also flipped over um, Eden's friend's car. Yeah. So uh, so, to come out. Yeah. They, uh, so they can't leave. And then, what's his name? Eric shows up. Yeah. Eric show, Eric and Sean show back up. They run inside the house. And Ray, does he throw like a bear trap? Or does he throw just like a chain inside? No, that's what I was thinking. It's like, like he perfectly lasso someone with a chain through a window around he, the neck. He perfectly lassos. There's not a hook or anything on the chain. It just wraps around their neck and he yanks it. It perfectly lassos our because he can't go inside, so he's trying to do all these elaborate things to get them out. So yeah. he makes a lasso out of a chain, throws it inside, grabs Sean, who is his son, and pulls him out the house. Well, we say make a lasso. He doesn't make a lasso. The chain just somehow perfectly wraps, wraps around his neck. Like a snake. Yeah. <laughs> what <gasps> the hell? <laughs> like a snake. <gasps> it makes sense now. <laughs> I saw them like, that's so dumb. Because at first I thought he threw like a bear trap inside, and I was like, "Is that how it, he got him?" Um, he drags a bear trap would have been dope, though. Like the uh, kill like that. The bad acting is becoming really apparent because Sean gets it. At this point, now they're armed with a shotgun. Uh, but yeah. Ray, Ray get you know they keep, they shoot Ray, but he keeps coming up, and he gets got. Uh, Sean gets got, gets stabbed through the through the back, through the stomach, and now Sean's dead. So. They pull his body back inside, yeah. They pull his dead body back inside, so at this point, if you're thinking that Sean was supposed to be any kind of main character, no, he's not. His character, we finally find some purpose for his character because the only way, apparently, that Ray can be defeated is through blood, and because... Oh, sorry. They can't hurt him unless they use magic, so they make Sean a voodoo doll because he has the same blood as Ray. How convenient. Right? And, and, like, and that doesn't really work. Like, it hurts him for a while, and then he just uses his truck to rip off the front of the house. Eden, at all this time, too, Eden is like, 
Because Cece's like, you, we're going to use his body, put it on the altar. We're going to use his body as a voodoo doll. And Eden's like, no, oh my God, we can't do this. No, please. No, it me. wasn't Eden who was doing that. It was that one random friend that was there. No idea what this girl's name is. Wait, it was a, there, were, there was another blonde? Yeah, there's two blondes. Oh, they were interchangeable. Remember, it was a blonde that gets, somehow she's like holding on to race truck and oh, in their yeah. car and gets split on the tree. Uh, was that was that like oh man they were interchangeable then um, yes she's like a faceless person basically she, I just she just blended into Eden to me um but she's like no no you can't do this you can't use his body and I'm like you know I just want to give you permission Dave if we're ever in a horror situation and you need to use my body as like bait or food or 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 in this case some kind of voodoo thing you have my full permission to do so. You do too. Like, if I'm already dead, go for it. Get out alive if you need it. Yeah, get out alive. Just, just like you know, I, I'd rather my body be used for something. Like, right? You know, let let my death not be in vain. Just you know, yeah. If if it can, you can get out. Get out. But um, I'd be, you know, much rather have character development than die. Like they should have done with Sean, but no. What can you do? Right. So Ray attaches uh, a chain to his car to one of the support beams of the house and somehow and that rips off the entire fucking front of the house just the entire front because sure why not okay um so that happens and now which doesn't make sense because i would think that just because the house is ripped up i would still think that the spell would still be there Right. I, I don't know how food works, so so who knows. But ap- apparently, tearing down the house. Maybe it was like a protection circle, and he broke it. But now he can go inside the rubble. Yeah. And the only funny part of this scene is is them just kind of stabbing Sean's body, and it's hurting. Yeah. Uh, and it's hurting Ray. Just I just love the fact of them stabbing this dead body, and it's hurting this dude. Yeah. Um. Uh, but that. But then they. Oh, and he kills Cece. Yeah, Cece gets it. She's gone. She was his main target because she's the only one that knew voodoo. So evidently, I mean, yeah, he was smart enough to know to kill her first. Yeah. So she's she dies, and now everyone's on the run. They they, they all get into Eric's car mm-hmm. that doesn't have a roof. Yeah. Drives off, and Ray is now chasing them via his tow truck. And this is and this is where one of the goofier deaths happen. Yeah. How does she get the situation where she's in between both cars? I don't know. Like just use this chain lasso again. Probably. Yeah. He's like Ghost Rider with his with his chain. Yeah, so he this girl's basically hanging out of Eric's car, hanging onto Ray's car, and they're driving side by side. And then you see a fork in the road. One car goes right, one goes left. She gets And then she's in a tree. Yeah. <laughs> one car goes left, one car goes right, and somehow she's in a tree. Yeah, somehow <laughs> that tree just had the sharpest branch ever. And it just impaled her body. They get chased down to the crypt. There's an old crypt. Um, Louisiana's full of them, of, of those oh, yeah. uh, those big elaborate like uh, graves and stuff like that, mausoleums and crypts. And uh, then I remember how much I hated this ending because yeah, Eric dies. Eric dies in the in mo- one of the most infuriating ways because he he gets knocked out and dragged off down into the crypt. Why I don't know. Now that's just where Ray's putting all the bodies for some reason, dumping them there for some reason. Never explained. Because and at this point, you know, when we saw Method Man die, he wrote a little 
symbol on Method Man's forehead. It looked like a snake or an S. Yeah. When you first see that, I'm thinking, oh, is he going to infect other people? And then they're going to go off and like infect other people, which would be a more interesting story. If like again, that symbol's never explained or seen again. No, he just wrote it for some reason. Why? I don't know. Some weird voodoo reason. I don't know. Maybe it was just a funny way of writing a two. And he's just counting his victims. Maybe the, all of the. Well, I'll, I'll I'll save this at the end. We're almost to the end. He drags Eric's body down into the crypt along with Eden. Eric, or she's trying. She's waking up, and then Eric is he he he's coming too. Yeah. Like he kind of like wakes up, which startles her, which makes her go <gasps> and alerts Ray. Yeah. He it looks he like knows he's, someone's alive. He was getting ready. He was light lighting candles, getting ready for some kind of voodoo ritual. And Once again, what this ritual is, and not explained. Just some vague voodoo ritual. Yeah. So she gasps, alerts Ray. He comes, like, what What was that? Eric looks up, sees that he's, like, there, and then decides to sacrifice himself by making a noise like it was him who made that gasp. Like, he goes, yeah. uh, uh, and then Ray offs him. I was like... Yeah. Oh my god, I hated that ending so yeah. much. Like, dude, that is a terrible way to wake up. <laughs> that is a terrible way to wake up, because he, he's coming too, he's like, huh? And then, <gasps> he's like, huh? And he, he has like a couple seconds to put together what happened. Yeah. So, and, and like, within the span of 60 seconds, the dude wakes up from being knocked out, sees that she gets shocked, notices that the dude is coming, and then decides, well, I'm gonna sacrifice myself. I yeah. love her, I guess. Yeah. And all within the span of like 60 seconds. I was like, oh, I hate yeah. That. And then it gets even worse because Eden then gets out of the crypt, somehow knocks right down another crypt. A throws crypt a lid a on crypt. it. Yeah. You th- throws a lid on it, and you're like, is that how they're it? She's just locking him down there for all eternity. And then he gets out, and she gets his truck, runs him over. So apparently. The only thing that can stop him is blood, or you can run him over. Yeah, and then you see two of the snakes just come out of his body and Sequel go out bait. in the world. Yeah, so the story was never, they never really solved the issue at hand. They, they must have realized, all right, this is, we, we only have one last day of shooting, so oh, we got to wrap this up somehow. Yeah. Which, you know, he was strong enough to apparently flip over a car at one point. His super strength never comes back into play. No. But yeah, that ending was awful because awful. it still never solves the problem of the movie that fasted fear throughout the world. And you know, nothing about that. It's called Venom. It's supposed to be about venomous snakes, but you see the snakes twice. Yeah, the beginning and in the end. I'm, I, so I guess they just inf- they they don't bite you and then infect you with the souls of of the evil people. Because the snakes themselves are inside you? They, like, bite you and then kill inside? It's weird. Because I thought that it was going to be... I, I thought it would... At, at this whole point, I'm like, you get bit by the snakes, and they probably fill you with the soul of the uh, of the evil milked souls or something like that. Yeah. Nope. But no, they Just... bite you and then go inside and inhabit you. Yeah. Sure. And... Yeah, this movie is... Now, uh, yeah, alright, so that is... I'm not as mad as I was the first time I watched it. Neither am I. Going in blind, I think, I would expect this. Maybe this will be good, maybe it won't. 
but going in with the expectation like, oh, I'm about to waste an hour and a half of my life. It wasn't nearly as bad the second go around. Yeah. Because yeah. at that point, when we watched it in our first season, we had seen, I think, The Tingler, Trick or Treat. Um, did we do Terrifier the first one? I, no, I think Tingler was the episode after uh, Venom. Oh, um, I think we did uh, Leslie Vernon. We did, uh, I, yeah, because I think Venom's episode six, so it was, was it Fear Street, Fear Street, Trick or Treat, mm-hmm. Candyman, Leslie Vernon, 13 Ghosts. And then it was this. So we yeah. didn't really see any bad movies up to this point. Yeah. And, and then we saw this one, but now that it's been about two years and we have seen a lot of bad movies, this one is is not nearly as infuriating as, like, if you were to, like, put them up against, like, some of the movies that we had seen, uh, this one is not nearly as infuriating as some yeah. of them. And with this movie, it's like, after, you know, getting knowledge about the film industry, I could tell more that I feel like the studio cut this movie to shit. I felt like there's probably, like, 30 minutes missing of this. That they probably had some stuff where it's like, well, this will probably add a little bit more context to this. and Yeah, they explain all the voodoo ritual stuff, what he was doing with the ass on his forehead. Maybe a little bit of maybe a little bit more development between Sean and his father. Yeah, like maybe there would have been an actual interaction between Sean and Ray, which we've been like, oh, okay, so this is why he's upset at Ray. Like I feel like there's a good half hour just I think, cut out in various spots, which is a damn shame because much like I think anybody who's trying to start out like with a podcast, you feel like you need to like be a certain kind of way when reviewing stuff like this. There are some things in here in which I saw potential. Yeah. Um, there, there were certain shots where I thought, all right, but then they led to nothing, really. Yeah. So I see a lot of setup and potential. Yeah, they set up these storylines and then just go nowhere with or have very bad payoffs. I can see what would have been an entertaining movie. Yeah. Um. So what is your kill of the movie? Uh, kill of the movie. I was going to say that my kill of the movie was going to be the annoying chick. A, because I didn't like her, but B... In my mind, it would have been a very creative death with a death by power washer. Right. But they don't show it. So although they don't show it, what could have been, I will still give it that. I'm going to go with Sean getting a magic chain lassoed out of the house and getting stabbed <laughs> up. He got he got ghost ridered out of the house. And, <laughs> yeah. Like- and, and at least his body, well, it kind of went in vain because they didn't really use his body much. Yeah. I guess it for like five seconds, and that was it. I was like, what a waste. Right? So, now the ratings. Now, I, I don't remember what I rated it last time, or I don't even remember what our rating system was last time. Uh, yeah, I don't know if we had the 30-point scale yet. Or I don't not. think we had the 30-point scale. I think that came like two seasons later. Um, I, I, no, I, I think we did it at like the end of season one, I want to say. I think we were just kind of... I don't know. I'm gonna have, things out. Yeah. I, I don't know if we had one, so... Uh, let's go, let's go ahead and, uh, rate, rate this bad boy. I, I can say that if we were to have used the 30 point scale last time, um, it would have been different. We would have been doing it differently. Yes. It's go, it was going to be better this time than it would have been last. So, Cause last time we would have just probably been like two out of 30. This movie sucked. Yeah. Um, this one is a little bit more generous. So starting off with technicals, um, technicals, I'm going to give it a four, um, it's not. It's def, It's not House of the Dead level bad. House of the Dead is kind of my new standard on bad um, technicals. Yeah, I'm going with three. They're just 
There are some shots where like it felt like the lighting was off, and then I'm also giving it a little bit of leeway just because I don't know how much of it was due to the fact that the quality on YouTube was poor. Yeah. Um, like if it looks like this, like it did on YouTube on a streaming service, I would probably gave it a one. But um, but the fact that it was free and on YouTube, it's not the worst edited I've ever seen. Uh, it does have some yeah. of that stuff where there is some janky editing, but is by no means the worst I've ever seen. Five is usually about an average, so I put it yeah. one point below just a average. So yeah, I went three. So okay. Uh, story, story. Um, you can go first for story. I might have to give it a one because there's it like picks up like a bunch of different storylines that go nowhere, or it just has bad payoffs on the storyline. Mm-hmm. So I might have to give it a one. So, see, I'm going by. I'm going by certain standards of what I rated movies that truly infuriated me. Like, Hanukkah really pissed me off. Um, but then again, that's also enjoyment. Um, story, I'm going to say two and a half. I'm going to say two and a half because there's been, there was a lot, like you said, it felt like a lot was missing. Like 30 minutes worth of context yeah. is cut out. A lot of exposition was just dumped on you for no reason. Um, I mean, I I was gonna give it a three because I could at least follow it to like one or two. Well, we've I don't think we've ever given a zero out. Um, I'm gonna give it a two instead of one because you can follow the story. I'm gonna save one for like stories that are just incoherent. Yeah. So I say two and a half because I can at least follow what's happening. But but yes, a lot of stuff that leads nowhere and a lot of exposition talk. It's like ninety percent just exposition. Yeah. And enjoyment. Uh, I'm also gonna give it about a two. It's just it's not one that I ever want to go back and watch. I'm gonna give it a one point five. One point five. Yeah, because if it's not for this podcast, I'm not watching. Yeah, I'm if not. Someone going. puts it out of their house, I will. Leave. I wouldn't go as far as to leave, but I would be like, I, I I'd be like, Ugh. I would try to talk them out of it. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, look, look, I've I've watched this movie twice. <laughs> I, and and within two years apart, so I had time to heal. Just don't don't do this. <laughs> don't do this. Don't do this to me. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm gonna say enjoy. I'm trying to think. I'm actually going to give it for enjoyment. I said, what did I say? Two. Two and a half. I'll I'll do a two and a half. That way it'll that way it'll be five between that and the story. All right. So you gave it a total of nine out of thirty. Yes, which is about a like twenty five percent out of a hundred. I gave it a six point five out of thirty. So it's believe it or not, that is still more generous than what we would have given it in season one. Because I feel like we gave it like a around a three or four. Uh, like out of a hundred. Out of thirty, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. So it's on t- Rotten Tomatoes. It's at like fourteen. So even then, with it being at like a twenty to twenty five percent, that's still very generous. Not right. that not that Rotten Tomatoes is the be all end all, but no, they get it wrong a lot. They get it wrong a lot, but I'd say that they were right on this one. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's still just as bad, but not nearly as infuriating. Yeah, because I think we have the expectations of this is this is gonna suck. I still say that like last time we we went in no expectations, not knowing what we're about to watch. I still say that my top two contenders for the most... I, th- I think Venom, for me personally, has been replaced in terms of my enjoyment and whatnot, has been replaced by Hanukkah or Soul Survivors. See, for me, I I think it's 
Oh, it's not you did last summer in Soul Survivors. We can both. Why don't we just both agree and just say Soul Survivors? Because I written, <laughs> I went and re-listened to that episode before we recorded. I was at the gym and I popped yeah. on Soul Survivors, and just re-remembering and you uh, mentioning, you know, the fact that all of this happened and it was like no consequence to anything because no, all the arc that she had in her coma means nothing because she was in a coma when she had it. Yeah, it was all a dream. And not to yeah. mention, you pretty much were vilifying dead people. The yeah. people who died in the car crash, you made them out to be the bad guys. Yeah. yeah. So. At least Hanukkah is that scene that made me laugh. In a terrible movie, you have one scene that actually made me laugh out loud. Which one was that? Where they like take the cover off the girl that was kidnapped. And she scares the guy and he punches her. Oh, the nose. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know. That that movie just absolutely I, drills her. That movie, just, I just, I don't know, man. That movie is just really irritating me. I think it was just because the everybody was just shitty in that movie in terms of, like, as people. Terrible people all but, through that movie. But I might have to say, just because, I think I think that we can both agree then, our new standard now for a bad movie, Venom, I think you can come down now off of your throne. I think we can put Soul Survivor up there. Yes, Soul Survivor is worse and worse right now. Because not only was it point, uh, all that happened, it was boring too. So fucking boring. Uh, which is funny because I when I re-listened to that episode, I had said, "Oh no, that was uh, I know that was after uh, I was I was listening to the uh, Urban Legends review. Um, I, I thought that because." What came first was Urban Legends, and I said, yeah. oh, I think the worst is behind us. And then we did Soul Survivor, and I was like, no, yeah. the worst was the very last one. The very last movie, yeah. Okay, but um, as, as we did with, I don't know if it was our last re-review, but um, I kind of wanted to pad this out with a, just a little bit of topic talk. Last time I had asked the question of could you, how, how much could you separate uh, a troublesome director or actor with a movie? And again, this isn't necessarily to have any kind of answer. It's just posing questions. It's just for pondering sake. Um, and this one is due to the recent uh, news I had heard of, and I'm sure you've probably seen it in the news about the... I, I'm going to say this. I, I will title the, this question of um, how much should we be looking at older properties through the lens of 2023? So I'll, I'll pose it this way, because, for instance, the new Snow White and the Seven magical creatures movie i'm sure you've heard the news about that yeah and how snow white is now played by a latina actress and the seven dwarves who were originally supposed to be seven dwarves are now seven magical creatures yeah and i've heard arguments on both sides but it seems like the consensus is that even uh people of short stature didn't care that it was snow white and the seven dwarves in fact they think that you know that was taking away some uh, jobs for yeah they they're they're upset. Took away jobs for uh, little people in Hollywood. And and then I always I was also scrolling through TikTok and I saw a uh, somebody posed the question like why were were there no women in the movie Twelve Angry Men that came out in like 1958 or something like right. that? I was like, and in my mind I'm like because it's called Twelve Angry Men. Yeah. <laughs> it's about twelve. Yeah. If you look at in the 50s, I don't think they had women serve on juries. No, they didn't. And it was like and. 12 angry people doesn't tend to roll off the tongue as, as easy as 12 angry men. Like, if they do a remake of it, you'd see women in it. Yes. And it wouldn't be a problem. Because it would match the time we're in now. 
because 12 Angry Men, the 1950s version, is one of my, it's in my top five favorite movies of all time. I, I love Great that movie. Great classic movie, yeah. Yeah, and I know you don't care for black and white movies that much. No. Um, but if I'm watching like an older movie, I'm, I'm like, all right. That's, for the time. Yeah. Uh, but me personally, that's one of my favorite movies. Um, so my question is just, at, at, at what point, or, or can we still just enjoy movies for what they were as a product of their time. See, I say, yeah, you have to go into movies not like you have to understand like if you're watching older movies, mm -hmm. how different things were back then to where they are now. Yes, and, and how we had to go through those times as nation to get to a point where we were a couple of years ago. Yeah, because I I'm personally of the of the idea, and I can understand people who have alternative ideas and thoughts about this, but. I'm of the thing that we don't necessarily have to take every classic movie and bring it up to today's standards. I think that we can understand a movie for what it was at the time and yeah. and just say, all right, it was what it was at the time. That probably wouldn't be made the same way now, but for what it was at the time, you know, because you can't really, you know, just because yeah. we came a little bit later doesn't mean we're necessarily better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. And you don't want to get into the whole censorship thing where you're taking yeah. things out because you don't agree with how they were. A lot of things that happened in like the 50s, 60s, a lot of us don't agree with. Of course. Yeah, so... It is not, certainly not without its troublesome... America, exactly. as well as the world, is not without its troublesome past. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's not something that you... If you start censoring all the bad things from there, mm -hmm. no, you're going to end up repeating it because if you don't learn history, you're doomed to repeat it. Yeah, and I remember that some people, well, some people made a big deal back when uh, they temporarily removed, like, sound, or not sound of music, uh, what's that long, oh, oh, uh, Frankly Scarlet, I Don't Give a Damn. Oh, that's gonna bug me. What, what's the movie that has Frankly Scarlet, I Don't Give a Damn? Scarlet Letter? No. Oh, my God. It, it caused, like, a thing because they, like, give me a second. Oh, man, I'm so... Gone with the Wind. Gone with the Wind. They removed Gone with the Wind because it, uh... Uh, it, it was like post Reconstruction era, or, or during uh, I don't remember what time period. It was either post or middle of slavery, and yeah. they they took it down off the of streaming briefly, and then put it back up, but with a disclaimer at the beginning saying the people depicted uh, in this was you know basically a product of the time and blah blah blah. Which I'm cool with them doing that, like instead of just getting rid of all this. All this, all these movies and shows, and yeah, I don't mind having a disclaimer back then. I, you know, a little bit of a disclaimer, like, "Hey, this is how the world was viewed at the time, and this is how movies kind yeah. of portrayed things in like the nineteen, like early nineteen hundreds. This is just kind of yeah. how it was. So, just yeah, we don't agree with it, we don't condone it, but that's just how it was. Yeah, and originally, this the topic was going to be like, "What did you think of? What do you think of like recasting?" And and because cause the point was to bring up topics that are either topics that should be discussed or things that are non-topics, but people tend to make a big deal of. And I know the term woke Hollywood gets thrown around yeah. a lot nowadays, but personally, I don't really think there's any kind of agenda. I think you just need to, I think you should just take things on a thing by thing basis, yeah. <laughs> a movie by movie basis, instead of yeah. saying all of it is trying to do it now. It's like, no, just sometimes I can understand it. Sometimes I don't think it's warranted. I just, yeah, you know, Little Mermaid came out and casting uh, Haley Bailey as Ariel. I didn't care. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But 
Snow White and the Seven Magical Creatures, I think that you're kind of like, well, there's a reason why she's called Snow White. It's because uh, I think, wasn't it because her skin was white as snow? Yeah, but uh, Rachel Zegler, even though she's Latino, yeah, she could. She still looks like Snow White when she was in costume. Well, the character. Well, I will also say people are well, just upset that they changed the story instead of. Oh, that too. That's having what I, a true love, they made her like super feminist girl boss. That that's the other that's thing. That's what I, upset people. Yeah, that's the other thing I was going to say. Well, also, I always thought it was really funny because Gal Gadot's playing the evil queen. I don't know what it is about this Snow White thing, and the evil queen is way hotter than the uh, Snow White. Yeah, than Snow White, but she's jealous of her looks. Um, but uh, personally, I think that if you're going to change like the actual story around so much, then you should just make your own original story. Yeah, that because I'm all for having powerful female character and have as many variety of different kind of people as your magical creatures as you want, but. When you're pretty much changing everything about what the, the story was. Yeah, then it's not the story. You're just kind of using the name to get... Yes. So have people watch it. I don't... It's I, not I, what you're advertising. Yeah, because at this point, I think that it's like, well, you don't really have enough faith in your own project to let it be its own original thing. Because if you had enough faith in your project to make your own original story, then you wouldn't need to ride the coattails of a very famous title. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... Uh, you said her name is Rachel Ziegler. Yeah, Ziegler, Ziegler. Yeah, yeah. Her... she was uh, really good in the mm-hmm. once again another remake. She was what was it? Uh, it's one of my favorite musicals tonight. The name just completely was it recent. Well, yeah. I guess it would had to be if she was in it. Um, yeah, was she well, in West Side it... Story? West Side Story. Yes, that's it. I still that was on my uh, movie watch thing. I, uh, was it good? Yeah, the remake was. Pre- uh, I'd say the original is better, but the remake was still pretty good. I might have to watch it then. It was on my list. But her being cast, like, in general is is not yeah. something I have a, even a problem with. And kind of like you said, the Snow White thing, I have less of a problem with that than I do about them just cha- changing the story as a whole. Yeah. And the whole Seven Dwarves thing, I don't have any real skin in the game, so I can't really... Uh, from what I, I hear... I just look at it like, I don't think it's tough enough to be... Like a little person in Hollywood. Yes. And this would be like an optimal prime. Also considering. For a person, a, someone in the minority and they just took it away from them. Yeah. And I, yeah. That's why I was just kind of a little hesitant to just kind of throw my two cents. I think it's because it's not my community. So I shouldn't. Yeah. Be, but but from what I have heard from what I have heard, uh, no. they didn't care that it was seven dwarves. No, they were excited because it was more acting roles for the people in their community that was taken away. Same thing with our, uh, when they saw Hugh Grant as a new Oompa Loompa. Yeah. It was like, they're just, it's like, I think they're saying at some point you kind of went too far with a certain mindset of progressive thought that you kind yeah. of, kind of went too far to the point where it's like, well, you're not even taking the actual people into consideration. No. So, so I mean... It was just what I, I just thought that I would just throw that out there just because of some of the recent stuff I've heard in the news. Um, yeah. I uh, At the end of the day, when it comes to casting and when it comes to who gets to play what part, I honestly don't care. It's acting. Yes, I don't care. I care more about story than anything. Exactly. If you have a good, tight story, tight script, I honestly don't care who you get to play whatever so long as you're putting the story first. And it makes sense. And Yes. 
Like, if you have a real person, you wouldn't, you know, cast yes. someone of a different race to play them. It yes. doesn't work. It doesn't make sense. And it takes people out of the movie when it's like an actual real human being that actually lived. So, yes. Plus, I, 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 not to say, again, I'm not speaking for anybody, but I would think that would be kind of insulting if you were cast more because of your gender or race instead of your acting ability. Yeah. I, I would I would think that would I would per- personally, personally I would consider it an insult yeah. if if that was the main reason you cast me. But again, it's a case by case basis. Exactly. This is I'm not saying that there's any kind of agenda or anything like that. I just think you can just take a movie as it comes and be like, "All right, let me see how the movie is." And then you can draw your assumptions based on what you thought after you watch it. With these topic talks, much like last time, I know we have to kind of be careful. Yeah. You have to definitely be careful because at the end of the day... Not to offend anybody, yeah. At the end of the day, we have our opinions and it's also the same reason we don't talk about politics or religion. Yeah. Because this is a horror movie podcast. But it is also a movie podcast. So the topics that we talk about are going to be movie-based. Exactly. So whether or not you think it's an issue or not, you know, that's up to you. It's just something to just kind of throw out there to the universe to think about. But, um... Wrapping up, uh, I don't know how many of these uh, re-reviews we got going on. Um, do you know how many uh, that we have slated? I have no idea because of everything having to be moved around. So We should at least have three. Yeah, three or four. So, And I think that it is high time that we give back some love to Rise of Leslie Vernon. Okay, yeah. Unless you wanted to do a different re-review next time. I was thinking maybe like Trick or Treat. You want to do Trick or Treat? Yeah, save Leslie Vernon for the last one. So you want to do uh, four then? Yeah. Okay, that's fine with me. I, th- I just was saying I think we should get Leslie Vernon in at some point. Yeah. But Trick or Treat, I certainly don't mind because, hey, I, I don't need any excuse to watch Trick or Treat. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I'll, that, so that's we'll what... do Trick or Treat next and then Leslie Vernon. Yeah, that, that movie actually might have been, more, if, if we weren't, if we didn't re-review it or review it already, that would have definitely been one of my um picks for this season of uh, body bag favorites yeah but uh that's for another time and uh one of thanks again we passed a milestone um this past this past week which uh we hit you want to should i say the number or just say we hit we hit a certain amount of downloads well it's gonna be like a month and a half before this comes out so well i'll just say this to all those who are listening we hit a milestone uh, between me and Dave in terms yeah. of how many downloads we got, and we just want to say thank you. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. Yeah. We need to definitely figure out how to structure which episodes come out when better next season. Yeah. Because, uh, we, just, we just like to, when we get in a recording groove, we just yeah. like to just pump them out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but thank you to everyone listening. Thanks for everyone on Insta and everyone who stuck around even like there's got to be one diehard fan who's been with us since the beginning yeah we appreciate you we appreciate you that's going to be the that's going to be either my future wife or the person who will eventually murder me one day yeah <laughs> person who's going through my garbage as we speak <laughs> but uh thanks again everybody and i've been chris thomas and with me as always broke writer dave have a good week everybody hey everybody thanks for listening to body bag podcast be sure to like and subscribe and leave us a comment as to what you'd like to hear us review or any horror movie topics you'd like to hear us rant and rave about. And while you're at it, you can find us on Twitter at Body Bag Pod and on Instagram at Body Bag Podcast. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.